We can choose if we want to be part of the problem or the solution. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Are you ready when inspiration strikes? Now you can take notes while listening to Hometown Earth, write quotes, facts, or even journal with our limited collection of pocket notebooks. Designed by a local artist and produced on 100% recycled paper, these will be your new favorite on-the-go notepads. Get yours today at lenasanford.com forward slash shop. Hello, neighbors. Do you think that your clothes make a statement? Whether we dress up, down, or downright don't care what we wear, our clothing choices still say something about us. It speaks to our identities, how we see ourselves, express ourselves, and even our values. The fashion industry has been called one of the most environmentally damaging industries. And after this episode, you'll have an idea why. But I want to talk not just about the damage the fashion industry causes, but how the collective we can and is doing better. In the next few episodes, we will talk about adopting the habit of choosing sustainable, ethical clothing. This is probably one of the most challenging changes for people to make, even though it shouldn't have to be. One of the reasons is that clothing ads constantly bombard us on every platform, making us feel like we need to buy more. And most people can justify buying new clothes frequently because we all wear them. We also have cultural habits around shopping for clothing, perusing stores, outlet malls, and boutiques that can be found in any part of the country. We make it an outing, taking friends and family along with us to spend time looking through the different racks for just the right piece. There are also individual habits that many of us have developed around clothing. For instance, my friend group for years always went out and bought a new outfit for every single event that we went to. It didn't matter if it was a concert or not out. We wanted something cool and new to wear, and you best believe we got it. It was an individual habit that we developed. We could have instead had the opposite habit, restyling something we already owned or even choosing to buy secondhand. There is so much psychological research around our buying habits. One of the most common is that we fall prey to the lure of a bargain. We've all done it and have unworn items in our closets and drawers to prove it. Say hello to our old friend, Black Friday. Say you're looking at something in the store and you aren't sure of buying it, but oh wait, it's marked down by half. Our minds instantly shift to the amount of money we would save buying this piece rather than the actual cost of it. 
And no, I'm not just talking about the money. But before we get into the actual costs, let's define sustainable clothing. Think back to our three main pillars of sustainability, planet, people, profit. To put it simply, sustainable clothing is an approach from businesses that have chosen to use materials and processes that don't harm the environment or people. From where the fabric was grown or manufactured, to the treatment of the animals used for their wool or hair, to the treatment and working conditions of the people who made it, as well as the aftermath of the product once it has been created. It's about the whole life cycle of a piece of clothing. Sustainable fashion is made from environmentally friendly materials, uses natural resources responsibly, and doesn't hurt anyone in the process. Many people use sustainable and ethical fashion interchangeably, and we will too. But just remember that it is more than just buying something made with better fabrics in a building powered by solar power. It's about the principle of it as well. The opposite of sustainable fashion is fast fashion. Fast fashion is inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest trends. We shouldn't be excited that something is that cheap, but ask ourselves why and how it can be that cheap. That's where we go back to the entire life cycle of the piece of clothing, which, by the way, also includes accessories. What makes something sustainable and ethical or not? I think it's best to walk you through the short version of our conventional clothing practices, and you will see that these processes can be highly unsustainable and unethical. Let's start at the raw material production and cultivation stage. From what we already know from our episodes on valuing the earth's soil, the agricultural processes for growth need to be sustainable, but that's not the norm. For instance, even if a shirt is made from a natural material like 100% cotton, it may have been sprayed with numerous chemicals and pesticides that harmed the environment. Those same chemicals impact the health of the farm workers as well. And the same goes for the raw production of plastics that make up much of our clothing. The Plastic Soup Foundation reports that synthetic materials used in clothing and textiles such as polyester, acrylic, and nylon represent about 60% of the clothing material worldwide. Unfortunately, those synthetic materials are plastic, and the production of those plastics can mean workers can be exposed to those harmful chemicals. There's also the issue of animals for our clothing. Leather, for instance, is hazardous to humans and animals for several reasons, including the environmental impact to have enough land and resources to raise the animals the morality of killing the animals, and the harmful chemicals used in the tanning leathers all come up in this stage. And fashion is also the second largest consumer of water globally, between 6 and 9 trillion liters per year, with the conventional cotton production making up a large portion of that. It takes around 1,800 gallons of water to grow enough cotton to produce just one pair of blue jeans, 
which is more water than it takes to make one ton of cement, which is just crazy to me. Then you move on to phase two, the manufacturing of the garment. Depending on the item, there are many steps to producing clothing, and they all have different impacts. Generally, after the raw products have been sourced, they are spun into fiber, then into the fabric, and then dyed and prepped for use. These facilities take a lot of energy and resources to operate. FashionRevolution.org reports that as much as 200 tons of water are used per ton of fabric in the textile industry. That same pair of blue jeans now has to be washed and dyed, bumping the water usage from 1,800 gallons to 9,982 gallons of water for just one pair of jeans. The majority of that water used in production is then returned to nature as toxic waste in post-production as it contains residual dyes, hazardous chemicals, and microfibers. This happens because wastewater is typically unregulated. There's also the issue of long-standing, unfair, and unsafe working conditions for garment workers in countries that don't have unions and that hold lax health and safety regulations. One of the most notable incidents was the Rana Plaza building in Bangladesh that collapsed, killing 1,134 workers and injuring many more in 2013. This incident sparked global conversation about the human rights of these workers worldwide. However, many suppliers still incur incidents like these, participate in child labor, migrant exploitation, and provide unlivable wages. Many companies don't name their suppliers for these reasons, which is the exact reason why we need more transparency in the supply chain. So on to phase three, post-production. After it is produced, the items have to be shipped, usually across the world, which continues to add to human-induced climate change, affecting everyone on the planet. And as you've probably seen, the fashion industry is also not very inclusive or diverse, although many companies are now working on their diversity and inclusion initiatives. The decision to use harmful synthetic products has repercussions down the line. When we wear and then wash our clothes, tiny bits of microplastics are emitted into our waterways and oceans. Some estimates show that synthetic clothes contribute about 35% to primary microplastics in the world's oceans. What's even more unfortunate is that many of these textiles get landfilled for all of this work, energy, and resources we just used. BBC reports that 85% of textiles are sent to landfills annually in the United States. And globally, an estimated 92 million tons of textiles waste is created each year. The equivalent of a trash truck full of clothes ends up on a landfill site every second. And the rate of production isn't slowing down much. An astounding 100 billion clothing items are produced each year. The fashion industry is making billions of dollars in profit off of this, while many of its workers live in poverty. At every stage in the process, 
There is a need to assess fair treatment and payment for laborers, energy and natural resources being used, and the impact those items continue to make on the environment even long after they are made. If you're still not convinced that your pair of jeans or new tops make that much of a difference, think about your same actions multiplied by 7.9 billion. You can make a difference with your choice. Companies are beginning to listen and change their practices because of the demand for sustainable, ethical clothing. Our voice matters. So how should you shop for sustainable, ethical clothing? Well, the first step is always, always going to be use what you have to reduce your consumption. The most sustainable option will always be the option to use something that is already made. Buy secondhand. Be smart about what you really need. Ask yourself questions before you buy anything. And if you want to, go back and listen to the podcast episode, Five Things to Ask Yourself Before Buying Anything, which I will link in the episode description. But questions like, who made this? And where did it come from? Are a really good start. The second step is to make sure you choose to support sustainable brands. You will know a sustainable ethical brand by their transparency on workers' rights and wages, the production of high-quality clothing, which results in longer wear and less waste, employing energy-efficient and waste reduction tactics, their diversity and inclusion measures, their use of environmentally friendly fabrics, which is what we will be talking more about next week. And finally, if they're vegan, protecting animals and ecosystems. The pro tip here is to not even look at the price before you ask yourself necessary questions about the brand's values and practices, as the lure of a bargain might reel you in and affect your judgment. Our entire supply chain system truthfully needs to be revamped to make these offerings more accessible, approachable, and affordable for both businesses and consumers. I know that sounds like a lot, but it can be and is being done by companies worldwide. A few examples are Patagonia, Tom Shoes, Reformation, and Levi's. By choosing these brands, if you can, you're making a statement that you don't support the negative environmental impact of the fashion industry and that you believe in a better future. And that future is moving towards slow fashion. I love this definition of slow fashion in an article on Good On You by Madeline Hill. Slow fashion is the opposite of fast fashion. It encompasses an awareness and approach to fashion that considers the processes and resources required to make clothing. It advocates for buying better quality garments that will last longer and value fair treatment of people, animals, and the planet along the way. Realistically, slow fashion and sustainable or ethical fashion have a lot of similarities. They are sister movements and follow the same general guidelines. The main difference with slow fashion is that it hones in on reducing consumption and production more specifically. These brands take it a step further to create fewer collections, have made-to-order products to reduce overproduction, 
and focus on local sourcing, producing, and selling of their garments. We don't have to be perfect here. We just want transparency, honesty, and to do the right thing. So for this week's Something to Grow On segment, I want you to do the right thing. I want you to take a look at your closet and be real with yourself. Do you have pieces that you feel good about? Do you actually wear all of the clothes that you have? Or do you have many items that never see the light of day? Do you know the story of your clothing? Are they trendy or timeless? Look at the tags and understand what fabrics show up the most and what brands you frequent. Then look into them. The fashion industry and consumerism have pushed us to detach from the real story of our clothing. However, once we know better, we can do better. It's time for us to take an authentic look at the impact of our buying decisions so that in the end, we aren't just doing what's right for the environment, other people, and animals, but helping ourselves live a happier life as well. We can choose if we want to be part of the problem or the solution. And I know you'll make the right choice, neighbor. I'll leave you with a short quote by creative director Antonia Bolk. Sustainable fashion is not a trend, but the future. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally personally at Lena Saintford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.